three games came out this week that I was really looking forward to. It was a great week for gaming. Happy 17th anniversary to me, right? Tonight is July 24th, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say even uh, if... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what, what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. That thing hasn't changed since in like 12 years. That was not the original intro, but hello! And welcome to the 17th year of my BS... This is the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we uh, discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live uh, here, thank you so much. Uh, I do really appreciate it. We do tape this show live each and every Sunday night, as we always have for 17 years eight, uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Right now, we are at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Network. That's not where we always were. We did the first... 15 years on Shoutcast Internet Radio where you couldn't see me and I didn't have to worry about what my room looked like uh, or anything like that. Uh, but now we do it on Twitch. And uh, if you people who are here on Sunday nights, uh, thank you so much for being here and uh, participating with the show like that. But we do have a lot of lurkers. That's uh, amazing. I love that. I lurk in a lot of Twitch streams. We also have a lot of people that are here on the podcast feed that can't be here on Sunday nights for whatever reason. Uh, and uh, so we do have a Discord server if you want to participate. If you want to participate, you don't have to. Most people don't participate back with their podcasts. I know I don't participate with most of mine. But uh, we, uh, you can be, go over to our Discord server. It's vognetwork.com slash Discord. We'll get you the invite into the server. It's not a very fast-moving server. Uh, the only people that can ping you from the server are like me and Rob Roberts, and we don't like doing that because we hate it when people do to us. Do that to us and other servers. So uh, it's a nice, chill Discord server if you want to see what we're going to be talking about during the week or give feedback on previous episodes, and I may be able to read them a little bit on the air. Um, so uh, I uh, wanted to mention that uh, I know last week and for a couple of weeks I said I wasn't going to be here tonight. Uh, unfortunately, uh, when you're, go- you're planning on uh, during this weekend to go visit family and someone in the family gets uh, the big C, uh, you you don't want to go spend time with them. So next weekend there will not be a show uh, because we have basically moved our trip to next weekend to account for uh, it's no fun visiting people who are in quarantine. Uh, so that is why I am here tonight, even though I thought I wasn't going to be here. Uh, we just moved that to next week. So there will be no live show next week. There is a live show tonight. Uh, and, and, uh, and you get to listen to me talk about a whole lot of video games. And D5T is in chat saying hogwash, win amp for the win. That is how I broadcast the show for 15 years is using win amp in, and later on, you know, because it was only about two years ago, three years ago. What is time? I think like 2018. I think it was December 2018 when we moved in. So it was it was actually not 15 years. It was maybe 14 years. Uh, I, I used like Winamp in XP compatibility mode with the old Shoutcast plugin that hadn't been updated since 2007. Uh, that is how I broadcast the show. And we had an IRC chat room 
uh, that we have like a Java applet on our site that people could go into. Uh, I am so glad that we uh, moved on from that and got to Twitch and and essentially uh, moved on to uh, uh, more modern technology. But I pulled something out uh, since we're, let's talk a little bit about the early days. So July 24th, 2005 was my first time on the air. It was a Sunday. So this doesn't happen often where it comes up on the day, the actual day. Uh, I think it's like what, once every six years, thanks to leap year or something like that. Anyway, uh, on July 24th, 2005, I did my first episode over at the All Games Radio Network, which was a shoutcast server back in 2005. Scott Rubin, uh, who was uh, who had just left the G4 television network and started bringing back All Games, uh, allowed me to take over his feed for one, uh, one hour a night or one hour a week. And that was on Sunday nights. But what I did at the end, which is something I do not do now and would actually encourage people not to do now, uh, is I read the, the list of the chatter. So I, basically, if you were in the chat room during the show, uh, you would, I would actually read out your name because not everybody got their comment read on the air. Uh, this was a way of uh, you know saying thank you to the people who were in our chat room, and a lot of people lurked. Uh, and, and you would not – don't do this now. Do not do this on Twitch. If I am lurking in your stream – I do not want to be called out. I do not want to be... Uh, times have changed. It's not 2005 anymore. So I went back, and I'm going to play for you, and you can hear that, you know... This, and I was not yet 29 years old when, when this came out. Uh, I read... The, I, I found the first chat read. So believe it or not, there are some names that you're going to hear that are still here, that are still in our chat room today. And there are regulars in our chat room today. Most of them know, but there's like two, uh, maybe three, actually, because somebody's in chat that's not normally in chat. And I don't, I don't know if they were in the first chat read or not. But uh, let's listen to how many people were in chat the first time I did an episode 17 years ago and see if there's any uh, recognizable names. Uh, there's going to be a lot of names people recognize if they've been here for years. But there are a couple people that, even if this is your first episode... You might recognize some of the names, so let's let's go back in time. And I want to thank all the live chatters here in our live chat room for being with us. Apulo, Cambot, Chancer, DC Nate, Liquid Blues, Doom Plague, Fragface, Gita, Hendrix, Nickelbun, Oshi, Rare, Refi, Saza, Stone Raider, THK, Toshin, Willa, AN John, Bam Bam, Burning Paper Sun, Captain Roy, who's reading, Captain Mad, Chrisville, 1724, Crispy, D5T, Digital Firefly, Fifth Dream, Gene Starwin, GK128, Helter Skelter, Ichiban, Inner Logic, Kadosho, Nuxonic, Miru, Mecha, who's away, OSU Fan, Postal, Sub-Z, The Raven, Tiger Claw, Twinson, who's out, Visid, Wayland, and Wilcon. So, I think it was like 40 names. I tried counting and then I lost count because I was just so excited. Um, but uh, Tiger Claw was in there. Fifth Dream was in there. They're both still there. And D5T was in there. And D5T is actually in chat tonight. I, I don't. I know uh, D5T isn't able to make it every week, but we still converse on Twitter and stuff. So uh, those were the people that were here for episode one. And uh, Tiger Claw and Fifth Dream and D5T uh, are, are the ones that are still dealing with my crap to this day in to various degrees. So thank you so much. But even if it's your first episode, thank you so much for being here and supporting what I do here because... Uh, I do this because any idiot with a microphone can podcast, and I'm an idiot, and I have a microphone, and um, I I've uh, uh, haven't I don't know how to quit. Let's put it that way. I, I I am I have a very bad time of trying to quit something. Something I need to get fired. 
for for it. For, and, and nobody can fire me from this. Uh, people have tried, and I just kept going without them. But uh, and and the reason this is called the Bobby Blackwell Show is because I didn't think I'd be doing this for longer than like seventeen days much less 17 years, so I didn't give it actually a good name that you could search for for video games. So that, what that means, though, is that I haven't had a huge success. I do have many former listeners uh, because I still get that every once in a while. They're like, I used to listen to you when I was you know, 18 back in like the late 2000s. I'm like, yeah, I'm still doing the exact same thing. Uh, but people move on, and habits change, and, and interests change, uh, and... Um, you know what that means is that the people that are here, we have a nice, uh, cozy community where, uh, you know, we don't have the big the problems that a larger community would have, and I'm actually thankful for that. Now, there was a time, maybe 14, 15 years ago, uh, when I wish that I could do this as my full time job, and you know, maybe be a personality, a a known personality in the gaming space. Uh, then that didn't happen, and I realized I like my day job. Uh, doing things not having to do with gaming or podcasting at all. And uh, I'm happy doing what I'm doing now. And so I hope to do it for a lot, lot longer. Uh, I'm not I'm not looking to quit anytime soon. And uh, uh, so thank you for being on this ride with me. And uh, for uh, if you were only here a little bit and you're, you're back tonight just to see what's up, Hey, what's up? Uh, but or, or if you've uh, you know found me more recently, thanks to some of the other things that I've kind of branched out into. Thank you so much for being here. SJ when I'm at says I got to figure out when I started listening. Regardless, I've enjoyed the many years listening to Bobby. Thank you so much. Uh, and also mentioning that there's a lot of classic names in there. Yes, there's a lot of classic names in there. I don't know what's going on with all of them. Uh, some of them I do know. Uh, because we were a community at the time, and I was just a member of the community. I just happened to be an idiot with a mic that knew how to use Shoutcast, um, and and you know, but but we were kind of a, just our own community, community members of uh, of Scott Rubin's network at the time. So I've kept up with some of them. You're going to hear one of those names a little bit later on, who hasn't been around in years, uh, but I know that they're doing pretty well, uh, and. Uh, and I, I hope that all those people are doing pretty well. And they've probably, uh, the ones that uh, probably annoyed me have probably matured in the last 17 years. Uh, I actually recently met uh, someone who was back in the G4 days of when I was with G4. Uh, one of like, he was 17 at the time. And this was before this podcast. So we're talking like 2002, 2003, 2004. Uh, so, so about 20 years ago. And uh, they've matured a lot because now they're, you know, in their late 30s and and I'm I start feeling old and um, and and yeah, but like probably a lot of those people have matured a lot and uh, it'd be interesting to see what they're doing now. And, you know, probably a lot of them got married, had kids, uh, maybe don't play games as much as they used to, uh, but it was a fun time. Uh, Terry Claus says some names that are mentioned that are still around just in a different server. Yeah, I mean, everybody goes into like different areas and uh, people move on and move, you know, communities kind of split and change. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say that all the people that are in that list uh, even have a positive opinion of me. Uh, there are a lot of I, I've apparently made a lot of enemies, uh, not on purpose, but I've made a lot of enemies in 17 years for whatever reason. Gaming opinions are, are serious business. Um, so I'm sure a lot of them probably don't wish I was around or don't even care. They really don't even care. They probably haven't even thought about me for a couple of years, but they were still there in the beginning. So they're still a part of my story. Mike Daff says, I started listening around 2007, 2008 when OLR joined all games. Yes, that was, uh, 
that was about uh, probably 2006. Um, so spe- speaking of that time, speaking of that era, uh, I, I, I forgot that I had set this up. Uh, but for the people that are on, um, on Twitch, uh, is, uh, I actually found some pictures of what it was like to do the podcast back in 2006. So I actually found some pictures that my then girlfriend took of me, uh, doing my podcast in like, I think this was January of 2006 is when this was taken. So this was about, uh, seven we seven months into doing the podcast. Uh, you know, I had a you know before we had flat screen monitors. My cat Pixel was sitting on top of the monitor, and I'm reading chat off of a off of a laptop. And then you know, there's like pictures of me like interviewing the brothers Chaps of Homestar Runner fame from DragonCon 2005. Uh, before uh b- before I had a goatee. Uh, so you could see what I looked like before I was 29. Um, and then also I threw in a picture from E3 2006. I'm there with Dark Sakura and I think, uh, Alon from Chatterbox Video Game Radio. That podcast didn't survive, but that was from E3 2006 at the Arena Interactive Lounge. So, uh, yeah, I found some old pictures that I had taken and my desk was, I, I wish I could make fun of my desk in 2006 for being messy, but, uh, the desk in front of me is just as messy right now. You just can't see it because the camera doesn't show that um so uh it's been a long ride and there's been a lot of different things that have happened uh i've gotten to do a lot of amazing things uh i've got to experience a lot of things i've got to meet a lot of amazing people thanks to this podcast and that's that's the other reason i don't want to quit because like i don't want to give up on any of that stuff because i i can still do this uh and a couple people will still listen to me while i do it so uh that's uh uh that that's why I still do this. It's not for any hope of money or being able to quit my day job cuz I don't know if I'd want this to be my day job. I really like the fact that this is my hobby. Uh and I don't have to worry about uh you know ha- if I'm selling enough or getting enough sponsors to be able to pay the bills to pay rent this month. Uh I kind of like having this as a side gig. Podculture says, not going to lie, those are the same mics we uh, that they use for his podcast, Podculture. So, funny story, uh, the mics that you saw in those pictures are literally the exact same mics I use today. I just have a different mic stand. I have that same boomerang mic stand that everybody gets from Amazon. You can, you know, it's the same one. Everybody has the same one. It's like 15 bucks on Amazon. Uh, and then I just put a mic flag in front of, uh, that, that says VOG on it. Uh, but it's literally, these are the exact same mics that I used at the time. Uh, they, these are old Shure C608s. They don't make them anymore. They haven't made them in like 10 years, and I have like five of them. Uh, two of them are unopened because you never know when one's going to break. Uh, Tiger Claw says, there's something nostalgic about at looking at old pictures of yourself on a computer. Yes, and I don't have that many of those. Um, I didn't get pictures taken of me for a long time. That was a special thing, uh, getting those pictures and I even have some video like I would set up a video camera once every like 10 years or so and actually like film me doing the podcast from like behind me. Uh, I've, I think I did that in 2006. I did it uh, in 2020, I believe, with this setup. I actually had the camera just off camera here and it filmed me uh, with like all my screens and setup and stuff like that. S. Jaron Matt says, uh, yeah, from all games to uh, FNG Live, Friday Night Gaming, the, the video podcast I tried to do in 2009, 2010, and everybody told me I was dumb for it, and then everybody started doing it three years later, uh, to working with Games Done Quick, 
which really I just I just read things on Games Done Quick. It's there, I, I don't do that much with them. And then this podcast, I've been uh, up and down the road. I've been able to go to E3 and PAX and uh, MAGFest and uh, doing the GDQ stuff uh, and Southern Fried Gaming Expo and Dragon Con. I've been an attending professional at Dragon Con for the past five, six, seven years. I don't know. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, and getting a, being able to do things there and, uh, you know, working with the video game track. I've already seen my tentative schedule. I can't tell you anything about it. But uh, I've got some neat stuff going on at Dragon Con uh, in September uh, on the gaming track. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and, uh, yeah, and PodCulture says, first time I met Bobby was at A Slice of Sci-Fi. It's an old uh, Farpoint Media podcast uh, recording at Dragon Con. Yes, I've been, I've been with the podcasting track at Dragon Con since its inception, uh, essentially. That's how old I am. That's how old I've been here. Vo by Kurt asks, "Are you doing digital media track or just gaming this year?" So I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing both. I'm doing video, uh, digital media track. I've got. I'm on three panels. I submitted one panel, uh, and it got accepted. Uh, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And I don't think I can actually, even though like I've talked about this panel before, I don't want to get in trouble. So uh, because we're really not supposed to promote what we're doing until like August when they actually announce the full schedule. Uh, so I submitted one panel, and I'm really looking forward to it. And we got some uh, uh, Charles McFall, who's the uh, track director at, Dragon, uh, at the Digital Media Track, put some heavy hitters on that po- uh, panel for, my, for me. And I'm like, oh, boy, uh, like some big-name guests are on that panel. And I'm like, oh, all right, this is going to be fun. And then I'm on two other panels that two other people are running. And then I'm on some panels at uh, with the video game track uh, moderating for them. So uh, I don't know what my final number is. I know what it is right now, but it can change, and I don't want to, like, you know, mess anything up by saying anything a little bit too early. D5T says, I hope no one has IRC chat logs stored away from uh, on some 15-year-old hard drive. That's some blackmail. I don't think I stored those. Uh, Fifth Dream says, I'm not going to say I don't have chat logs. Uh-oh. You better dig those up. See what see what you have on D5T. But uh, before we get to Dragon Con uh, and and talked about that, let's let's real quick talk about what happened a couple weeks ago. Southern Fried Gaming Expo was last week, and I did two panels there. Uh, one of which was kind of a meet the Twitch streamers panel, but the other one was a speedrunning panel with uh, with and, and Eternal Enigma. And uh, we explained speedrunning. It was kind of an intro to speedrunning, basic speedrunning. Uh, but he ran Silent Hill for the room. And I will say that I did was able to put that entire panel, including me running Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, on YouTube. Uh, so that is now on our YouTube channel. So go to the Vogue Network channel over on YouTube and you can find that entire panel. It's about an hour and a half long. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, you can you can uh, you can watch what I did there. And, uh, you know, it'd be cool to do that type of panel at other conventions. Um, you know, I don't know if Dragon Con's listening or not. Uh, but, uh, you know, not obviously not this year, but, you know, maybe Dragon Con 2023, uh, we can we can do that. So uh, let's talk about what came out this week. How about that? And because um, this week was actually a very, very big week for games, which is why I'm kind of glad I'm here tonight. Uh, in, and I'm not going to be here next weekend because uh, it would have really sucked to have all these games come out and not be able to play them because I am out of town. But uh, the first one I want to talk about is Forza Horizon 5, my favorite game from last year. The first expansion came out this week, and uh, it was uh, in its Hot Wheels, which they do again, which they did before. Uh, But now it looks so much better. They've refined it. It apparently takes place on an island like 50 miles up from Mexico. 
I don't know how that works. So you, you're supposed to chuck the physics out, out, the, out, the, out the window here. Uh, but the way that they talk about how you don't fall, in the last one, they're just like, it's video games, deal with it. In this one, it's a magnetized track. They're like, okay, you're on a magnetized track. That's how you can be 90 degrees. Uh, and uh, they can make Top Gun references like Watch the Birdie when the MiG is flying over you. Um, that's how they explain it this way, is now you're on a magnetized track instead of just saying, hey, it's video games, get over it. So uh, the intro to it is is phenomenal, as all Forza Horizon 5 stuff is. I'm actually running stuff from the intro. But then once you get in there, it's essentially it's Forza Horizon 5. It's more of Forza Horizon 5 uh, with with Hot Wheels tracks and Hot Wheels cars, uh, and different biomes you you go into volcanoes and out of volcanoes and snow volcanoes and uh there's dinosaurs there is one of the stories in there it's an ad for hot wheels so essentially it uh it teaches you the history of hot wheels and it makes you you know realize like all the care and thought that went into early hot wheels and why the people who made the early hot wheels made them what the first cars were why they were different from other toy cars of the time in the 50s and the 60s, and then why the track is orange, uh, why there is a track, uh, and, and stuff. So it's, it's, a big, it's also a big giant ad for Hot Wheels, especially if you do that story. Uh, but it's still, it, it's still a lot of fun. It's got the fun and the whimsy uh, that you expect from a Forza Horizon. And uh, it's kind of nice that the kind of the fun expansion pack was the first one instead of the second one usually with forza horizon 3 and 4 the first expansion pack was kind of a more and i I hate to say serious because forza horizon games are never really truly serious but it was the more serious grounded one like the treasure hunts or the road rally or something like that and then the second one was your hot wheels your lego your your more fun one they did that for the first one so i wonder what the second one's going to be is it going to be something that's you know more uh something that that's more grounded or are they going to go do lego again or do some other toy or something like that so uh i was i i, I am enjoying this it is it's essentially more of forza horizon 5 uh and i i but that's a good thing because you're still getting your Forza Horizon fix and the good racing fix. It's got all the same racing physics that you're used to. They've just added a few twists and turns with, like, water and effects and things like that. Uh, Fifth Dream asks, why is it orange? So um, they do answer that. And so what I will do is I will give y'all, if y'all don't want to be spoiled... Uh, I will give you five seconds to mute, and then you can come back. So I can, I'll can i answer Fifth Dream's question just in case he never wants to play it. Why is the track orange? Mute now for the next five seconds. The reason they give is because children like orange. All right. Now that people have unmuted after getting uh, – uh, so they didn't get spoiled as to why. Um, and uh, Tiger Claw says, with Forza Horizon, you'll know they'll eventually release Fast and Furious DLC when the new one comes out. Depends on if they get that. Uh, license, because they may not get that license again. Um, so uh, the Breakman says, Matchbox made the first toys that size, but they started with farm equipment. They eventually transitioned to cars. Um, and Mike Def says, I hope they go full-on crazy with the next DLC. And the Breakman says, that the makers of Hot Wheels essentially took Matchbox cars and fixed them. They talk, They go into that, but they don't mention the word Matchbox, but they do actually discuss that. 
And Dark Tazia says, this looks more fun than the official Hot Wheels games. I couldn't get into that one. Yes, I have not played the official Hot Wheels game. I heard it wasn't bad, but it's no Forza Horizon 5. And you don't have to stick to the Forts, uh, the Hot Wheels cars in the Hot Wheels stuff. You can use any of your normal cars. So uh, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed. Uh, I- I'm enjoying it. I'm not done with it. I'm only at the uh, like the S1 portion. You have to beat some. You have to get a whole bunch of medals to be able to unlock the next uh, class up. They start in class B, class A. I am in S1 now. Then I think S2 is next. So I'm probably halfway through the new content. So the next game that I want to talk about uh, is the game that I played next because it, uh, it came out next, and it's Stray. So Stray came out on the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 uh, this, this year, as well as Steam. So PS4, PS5, and Steam this week by Annapurna Interactive. Uh, and uh, it is the, it's the cat game. It is absolutely the cat game. Uh, you can sit and you can... Uh, you can it's got a dedicated meow button uh you can sit and and so you can sing with so that that's me singing with my my cat is singing with 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 this uh e3 veal says untitled cat game no and this is not a goose he, he's a cat she's a cat we don't know we don't know if it's it's a he or a she um so, uh, and yes, Podcoach says there's an achievement for Meow. And yes, when I was filming that video is when I got that achievement for Meowing a lot. So, uh, and the Breakman says, I want to play as a, 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 as, a as a cat. Um, and uh, yes, part of this is all about trashing things. And, you know, that that's actually part of the gameplay. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, and Breakman says, knocking people's stuff off shelves. Yes, that's actually a gameplay mechanic. Climbing curtains. You, you don't exactly climb the curtains, but you do scratch them. But, um, and, uh, and Orange Ride says, this game delivers on its promises very quickly. Uh, and Mike Dev says, the voice actor for the stray cat is a girl cat, so they're going to go with that. They don't actually, it's a silent protagonist. So, here's what I'm going to say about it, though. Because I was all prepared. I was all prepared to make this my game of the year. I was very much prepared. This was going to be my game of the year. This is right up my alley. And I think you can probably tell by the fact that I'm sitting here saying that, that it's not. And don't get me wrong. It's great. I finished it in about six hours. I think I did not get all the collectibles, but there's a couple things that I want to mention uh, before you get into this, um, before you get into the game. So uh, the first thing I want to mention is kind of like kind of a content warning. And I say this because I recently lost my last cat. Uh, we put Pixel, who was actually in some of those pictures from 2006, we finally put her to sleep back in March. Uh, and uh, she was 20 years old. She would have been 21 last month, actually. Uh, so she lived a very long life. And... Uh, had this game come out in late March or early April, I would not have made it. I would not have made it through it. I would not have been able to to handle it. And I'm going to explain why. It's because they did such a good job with it. So, um, not to, not to give too much detail about what happened with my cat Pixel, 
uh, but the one of the, the main reason we put we put her to sleep was because she did something to one of her legs, and we don't know what. She just was not really able to walk as well. We don't know if she broke it. She sprained it. We really don't know. We didn't spend the time to get an X-ray or anything. Like, spend the money on an X-ray because she was almost turning twenty-one years old. So we got to see her limp around on the last day or two of her life. And there are two times in Stray, one's from the beginning, and one's about halfway through, where the cat falls from a large distance and limps. Exactly in the same way that my cat was limping. It was exact. Like, they got the animation for that exact. I thought I was looking at my own cat. And then um, the, the other hard part was uh, when the cat gives up in those segments, which the cat does get back up, gives up in those segments, uh, the cat falls over, which is exactly uh, how my cat fell over in the vet office on the last day uh, when the injection was put in to, to, to make her drowsy. Uh, so, and it was, once again, pretty exact. Uh, had I seen those scenes in March or April, when that feeling was very raw, I wouldn't have been able to make it. I would have turned off the game. I probably would have been balling in a corner for a while and not touched the rest of the game. Thankfully, it has been several months, uh, and I was like, oh, that's sad. I kind of miss my cat because we are also, we are between cats right now. We're doing a kitchen renovation, and that's where the cat food is usually. So we're trying to get the kitchen completed and renovated uh before we get new cats and uh it's going to be a couple more months for that. So they did such a good job with the animations that it hit really f- hit home. So that's the content warning. Uh but barring that I was ready to love this game. I was ready to to say this is the best game that that I this is going to be my favorite game of the year. But what they started adding in were I, I, if it was just the point and click adventure style elements and the jumping around and solving puzzles and platforming, which I do, I'm I'm fine with the platforming decision they made where you do not have a dedicated jump button, you get a prompt and that has you jump because the cat knows where it can jump, and that makes sense to me. Um, you know, the cat knows where it can jump. And so if it, if it knows it can't make that jump, it doesn't let you jump there. So you don't ever fail a jump. Uh, you don't ever fail a jump. There, 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 there is a jump that gets failed. Um, so, uh, and I'm fine with that. But then they added in the, the chase segments and uh, where you're basically trying to run around avoiding little head crabs, essentially, from, from Half-Life. And then they give you a weapon where you're essentially then kiting around all the little head crabs because the weapon overheats. And those I didn't enjoy a lot. And then comes the last third of the game where uh, it turns into Metal Cat Solid. So much so that there is, there, there's cardboard boxes. You can't move the cardboard boxes, but there's cardboard boxes. And it's a stealth section. And you're basically dealing with these robots that have a camera and it's, you know, color coordinated and you're, you know, they move around. You're trying to stay out of the, the, the camera lens. And I don't like stealth, but I tried to power through it. I tried to power through it. And yes, Mike Def says it's Nico, N-E-C-O cardboard box because it's Nico Corporation. And uh, Nico is, is, 
is it Spanish for cat as well? I, th- I know it's Japanese for cat, N-E-K-O, but they say N-E-C-O. Um, so, but there's, there's a stealth section, and then there is actually one section near the end of that se- uh, stealth section where I almost gave up. And I, um, even the hints in the PlayStation Plus thing didn't work for me. They were actually bugged in that section. They were showing me hints for the next section and not the section I was in, where they give video hints in a video walkthrough, and they didn't have that for that section. Or they did, but I didn't look at it in time. Gato is Spanish for cat. So Neko is the Japanese word for cat. It's N-E-K-O, but they used N-E-C-O. Um, Gato is cat uh, in Spanish. Thank you so much. I took Spanish in high school. Can you tell? Anyway, um, so there's a section where you have to fool these stealth camera robots and you have to get them to do something. And it's, you know, you can get the first one to happen because there's only one. And then they're like, okay, now there's, there's two. And, uh, I almost gave up. I was like, you know what? I think this is the point of the game where I'm not going to be able to continue because I cannot figure out how to get this to work without dying. Um, I finally looked up a YouTube video and saw how you can cheese it, uh, kind of, which is probably the intended solution, but I didn't know it was the intended solution. There was nothing in the game telling me that was the intended solution. But there was a way that I could finally cheese it and then get past that section. But that that section, I almost got the trophy that said you've lost your nine lives. And... Um, I almost gave up, which is sad because there was only about 30 minutes left of the game. Then comes the part of Stray that fell short. It, uh, Unlike a cat, it did not stick the landing. Uh, E3 Vale says you have lives in this game, permadeath. Uh, there, you, it, you have a checkpoint. like You cannot permanently lose. There is a trophy where on your ninth death you get a trophy. Because cats have nine lives, get it? Uh, Tiger Claw says, "How long is the game?" I beat it in about in about like five hours, fifty eight minutes, and I didn't get all the collectibles, so it's about six to eight hours. But the game did not stick the landing for me, and I'm not going to talk exactly about the ending. All I will say is there is only one ending, and it is a happy ending? Question mark. Uh, so, you know, it's not a, it, it's, there are sad elements to it, but it is a happy ending. Um, that being said, when you have a game that has a silent protagonist, and th- this is just game design in general, you have a game that has a silent protagonist, you as a player put your own motivations onto that character. And... I absolutely did that based on the first 20 minutes of the game. And I had my motivation. This is why I am helping this cat get through this game. Because I had a motivation. I had it in my head. The ending to the game did not satisfy that motivation. It satisfied other motivations that you learn from the story, from the robots you meet, uh, from from the the and E3 Veal says I heard there's a Navi type character. Yeah, there's a there's a companion robot that's with you. Uh, it satisfies those motivations, but the motivation I had and the motivation I put on the silent protagonist, it was not fulfilled. 
and the gate the credits rolled and I was like, really? That's it? And it's not that they it's not like they needed to change the ending that was already there. The ending that was already there should be satisfying. All they needed to do was maybe add a sound effect or three or one more animation sequence that was a couple seconds long after the ending that they gave. And they didn't do that. And so for me, I basically went through the game expecting to see something because that's what I put in my head because it's a silent protagonist and I didn't see it. And I was very disappointed at that. That is why, unfortunately, I went into this saying, you know, Stray could be my game of the year. I'm going to give it my game of the year. It's going to be great. To now, it probably won't even be in the conversation just because it didn't stick the landing. And Mike Def says that you're the proxy for the story. And I get that, but I still had my motivations that I put and they weren't fulfilled. So uh, somebody had mentioned uh, that, you know, um, I, I, you know, I wish uh, th- that I wish that I could put my own cat. If you have the Steam version, you can mod in your own cat if you're, if you're good with texture mapping and, and 3D modeling. Uh, but people have been modding in their own cat to be the stray cat. Um, E3VL says wasted eight hours. I'm not going to say I wasted eight hours because not every game you play is going to be game of the year material. I just I think I had higher expectations and higher hopes that weren't met. And it's not that I've never given an indie game, game my game of the year. It totally is. Like this is totally something that would have been up my landing, uh, up my alley. But uh, since it didn't stick the landing, I can't. The Breakman says, I can just see Bobby marking off point as the game was going on. It started at an 11. Yes, I probably started at like 11 or 12, and then it just kept losing points, and now it's no longer at 10. So, um, and Fifth Dream says, uh, my, my former cat is already in a game, Cat Lateral Damage, which this game is obviously a sequel to. Obviously, it is. And Fifth Dream says, because it's cat, that's why I'm going to have a 25-hour playthrough. I spent 20 minutes last night knocking a ball under the bed. Yes, it actually, re- it encourages you to... Stop and, you know, mess with things and, and play with balls and paper bags and and things like that. There, there's a lot of things it does right. And so it is absolutely if you get a chance to play it and, and you're OK with with the stuff that I said, like the stealth sections and the the really weird combat section kind of sort of. Um, it, it is enjoyable. It's a very, they do a really great job with world building. You actually do want to know what happened to these uh, the robots and the people. Uh, but uh, realize it just doesn't stick the landing, and, and it may it may stick the landing for you because you may not have the same motivation I did for completing the story. Dyclaw says if they made a sequel, it should be about dogs this time. Uh, they do leave it open for a sequel. Overall, I think they did a really wonderful job with it. Uh, you know, just realize if you've had a cat that's been injured uh, recently, it may, um, I hate to use the word trigger, but it may trigger you a little bit. Uh, so you may want to give some time between any kind of traumatic cat moments uh, before playing the game, but also those moments where uh, the cat is limping and stuff. They are very, there's only two and they're very quick. Uh, and then the cat gets back to, to being uh, running like a normal cat. So the other game that I played, uh, started playing, and this is the one I'm still playing now, uh, other than also some some Hot Wheels, it's Live Alive. So uh, Live Alive, uh, 
is uh, it's a 1994 SNES RPG, uh, JRPG, that we never got here. Uh, by the creator of Chrono Trigger, music by the person who did uh, Kingdom Hearts, Yoko Shimomura. Uh, but it's seven mini RPGs, JRPGs in one. And I am enjoying it. Uh, it's not the first time I played it. I did try to play the translated uh, SNES ROM, which was made in 2003. And one of the things that it's that was nice about seeing that is because I have now seen the difference between translation and localization. Because the 2003 SNES ROM I have is a translation. And this is what most fans want, or what some fans, a small vocal minority of the fans want, is they just want a straight translation. And that means that you don't understand everything. You still have to understand Japanese culture to get some of the references because they do a straight translation of what a... And it's stuff Japanese kids would understand in 1994 or maybe in 2003. Whereas this is a localization where they have changed the translation. They don't do a direct translation, but it makes more sense to an American audience in 2022. And so this is why I really like the localization more than a translation. So I have enjoyed this. Uh, There is a demo out where you can play about the first hour of three of the seven chapters. And each chapter is maybe about two hours some are a little bit longer, some are a little bit shorter. But they all kind of have the same combat. Um, and But they're all basically like their own chapter and their own thing. Uh, so once you play, let's say, the, the, the first chapter you should play, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend you start with the China chapter, which is the Kung Fu Master, the, the Shifu chapter. That's the one you should start with because that actually helps teach the combat. You have like a very overpowered character at the beginning. Uh, and so you can, you can try out the combat that way. Uh, E3VL says, anyone play the demo? Is it worth grinding levels for the main game? So you can't actually grind, you can grind levels, but like I basically, like some of them, you can only go up to like level nine, level 10 with the characters. So, uh, you, you don't grind all that much. Although I am in one of the chapters where I'm like, okay, I need to go back out and grind some levels because I can't beat the, the boss here. But uh, you don't actually grind all that much in this. Um, so uh, Fifth Dream says, is it good? I'm never happy with the seven people with separate stories get together JRPGs. Uh, and so far I am enjoying it, uh, but these are seven separate stories. Now, yes, I mean, it's a, it's a game from 1994. So yes, obviously the eighth and ninth portions are people coming together to beat a big bad evil. Yes, it ties together, but it's not in. It doesn't tie together in the sense of Octopath Traveler, even though this does use the Octopath Traveler uh, graphical engine, that 2D HD that they use for that in Triangle Strategy, and what they're using for the Dragon Quest Three remake. Uh, but it is not in. It's not implemented in the same way as Octopath Traveler is. Mike Dev says, "Is a translator? I agree. Localization is uh, better than just a simple translation." Uh, and, uh, the break man says that uh, this looks fun. And fifth dream says, I will take a chance on it. Yes. Uh, and, and the break man says seventh saga comes to mind that I, I wanted to like that game. And I think this is like one of the precursors to the seventh saga series. Like this was the game they made before Chrono Trigger. Uh, and it's got some, it's got some bangers in there. Some, some tunes, uh, megalomania is the one everybody knows. And I know you're like, wait a minute, you meant megalovania from undertale. No megalomania which is uh, what Toby Fox based Megalovania off of. 
because uh, Live Alive, if Live Alive had came come out here in America in the 90s, uh, unfortunately, it flopped. I think it only sold like 270,000 copies in Japan in the mid-90s, which is why it never went anywhere. Uh, but if it came out here, it probably would have been like a benchmark, a cornerstone. It would probably be held in the same regard as like Earthbound is, uh, especially to me. So uh, th- that is kind of where this kind of sits in the pantheon of Square Enix RPGs to a lot of people. And I can see where that comes in. I will say that um, it helped that I had played some of this. Uh, because there are things that you do in the beginning of the chapter that set up the end that you may not actually realize, and uh, you can paint yourself in a corner with some of these. So there, there is still some uh, game design decisions that are still, you know, punishing, uh, which, you know, you might even have to just replay the entire chapter from the beginning. So keep multiple save files is what I'm saying. But uh, th- there are setups that happen that affect later on. Uh, and you find that in a couple of the chapters. And if I didn't know that, I probably would have made the chapters way harder, one of the chapters way harder on myself, uh, because I pl- made it way harder for myself in the uh, the translated ROM version than I did in the, the Switch Online version, or the Switch version, because I knew what I was doing with the, with the Switch version. So there is going to be some of that. That's probably going to frustrate people, because you can paint yourself in a corner, uh, where it may be much more difficult to p- complete the game or complete that chapter. Uh, so, but but each chapter kind of has its own gimmick. It has its own. Uh, it's always it's different designers. Different manga designers did each one. Uh, so you know it's it's got a different tone. It's got di- they've got different ways of using the combat, even if though it's the same combat, the seven by seven grid system. Uh, but I am I am enjoying it. So give a shot with the demo. You get to play three of the chapters. Uh, do the first part, about first hour of each of those chapters. You can get really get a sense of those. Uh, E3VL is uh, is it about the stealth not killing uh, stealth not killing certain amount of enemies? There is uh, there is a little bit of that. Uh, that's one of the chapters, uh, but really, that's not really one of the consequential decisions that I'm thinking of. Because uh, th- what you're talking about, he's talking about, is in one of the chapters, you can stealth or kill. Uh, you get re- the same reward. You get rewards for each extreme for that. But you don't necessarily need the reward. Let's put it that way. So I would suggest starting with the Shifu chapter, the the China, the Kung Fu Master chapter. I forget what it's actually called. Uh, but uh, I, I suggest I did that one. I did the Japan, the Edo chapter. Uh, which is the the samurai one, and then I did the uh, far future chapter with the robot. Basically, the three chapters that are in the demo, and then I'm working through the prehistory one right now, where they don't speak because they didn't have words in that time, so they speak through grunts and emojis, which is kind of like how we speak nowadays, I guess. Grunts and emojis—that's kind of what it's like, right? But it doesn't matter really what you start with because you don't carry over progress between the chapters, those chapters. Now, obviously, whatever you do there does affect what happens afterwards, but I haven't gotten there yet, and so spoilers. So uh, I did want to talk about one piece of news that I am uh, I, I am probably going to have to open my wallet up and throw it at the screen. Uh, I'm sure that you know what I'm talking about uh, the Lego Lego is going to release uh, another classic console for something like two hundred and fifty dollars, with like twenty three hundred pieces and 
and all that stuff because I got the NES cartridge. And uh, uh, I, I got the NES uh, one that has this little TV diorama and, you know, you can open up the, the NES and actually put a cartridge in it. But now they've got a Lego Atari 2600 coming out next week. Uh, Mike Def says it's less expensive than the NES. Yeah, I think it's only 250 bucks, where the NES is 300 bucks, but it's still a whole lot of pieces. Uh, it's got a little diorama that's hidden inside it. You make some cartridges, but you can also put... Um, They've got a little uh, thing inside the Atari that that comes up. Looks like you're playing it in a, in a in your uh, in your living room. But then there's also um, there there's also in the cartridges you can like build the adventure castle and things like that. So uh, I probably will be getting that. Uh, E3BL says not getting the Bowser one. No, because we're all in on the Princess Peach stuff because that's my wife's favorite Nintendo character. So we've got to get the castle and the Princess Peach and the Cat Peach and all that stuff. Um, and I think that comes out in October is, I think, when that stuff comes out. I don't know if that was August or October. Uh, but, no, we're all in on the Princess Peach. So, no, we're not getting the Bowser one. So I figured I had to speak about that. Uh, and, you know, hey, uh, Lego might release an Intellivision before Intellivision does. So we're going to take a quick music break. Uh, I'm going to rest my voice for just a second. Then we're going to talk to Rob over at Orange Lounge Radio. But uh, I wanted to get a quick music break in. And uh, then we will talk to Rob. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show and the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. This is Crystal1724. Welcome back to the Bobby Blackwell Show, the only place that consistently and effectively owns me every time I call in. I wanted to play that bumper because that was the first bumper ever aired on the Bobby Blackwell Show. That was the bumper from episode one, Chrisville1724, who was... Uh, uh, I still see him on Twitter. He's uh, he's married. He's got kids. I think he still works in sports media, as in like the actual like media for the sports team, and he works on like the in arena. I think it's in hockey, whatever sport that is. Uh, we're like on the in in arena graphics packages and things like that. So uh, yeah, so that was the first uh, first bumper I ever had. If you want to leave a bumper, so I'm not playing bumpers from 17 years ago. All you got to do is send me uh, either an audio file or a video file of just your voice about you uh, coming back to the Bobby Blackwell show, uh, and I will decide what DMCA violation I want to put behind it. Uh, so normally we do take callers, but uh, I talked way too long about the uh, about uh, games. I talked about video games, so we're not going to do that. But coming up next here on the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do, and we like to check in with them and see what's going on there and uh, see uh, what they're up to. Sacramento, are you there? Yes. Hi, I'm here, Bobby. How are you? I, I, I'm doing well. I don't know if your uh, your mic is it's picking up like a webcam mic or something. I don't know if it's picking up your real mic on Discord. Sorry about that. My it's... audio devices on my computer keep changing, so yeah. it's wild. I yeah, know. sorry about yeah. that. But hey, and uh, on your on your birthday, on my birthday, <laughs> I can't get it right. Well, we got it right now, so that's Good. what matters. We have it now. Uh, so yeah, so uh, I know um, y'all had the week off last week. I get the week off mm-hmm. next week uh, mm-hmm. and stuff. And I, I talked about all these games that came out this week. Uh, but you played something that got a big update this week as well. Tell me a little bit about No Man's Sky. 
Yeah, so they're, they rolled out yet another update for No Man's Sky. I think we're on update 18 now, because mm-hmm. I remember 16 was a big deal, and we're past that now. I think we're on update 18, yeah. uh, which is the endurance update, and uh, they changed a lot with freighters, and they changed some of the space things to kind of make the... Uh, it's, it's interestingly timed, because we had those new NASA pictures that really yeah. showed the richness of the galaxy pictures, mm-hmm. right? Those new new pictures yeah. that came out. And this No Man's Sky update actually kind of makes the galaxies when you're out in space look a little more like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that was intended um but it puts more kind of graphs graphical stuff out there so it's a uh, you know just a minor quality life update I, I would say it's probably not one of the major ones mm-hmm. um but uh the freighter life certainly seems to be improved um so i've been doing some streaming of the game this weekend um i was ill earlier in the week so uh, didn't do much of anything um but towards this weekend i was i was streaming um because they're doing twitch drops again so um uh, I think through Monday, so well Tuesday six a.m. But that's yeah. Monday. So uh, through Monday they're doing uh, uh, Twitch drops, so you can you know get a head start on your game once you get to the space anomaly um, by watching enough Twitch streams. So yeah. I've been participating in that. And ha- have they removed the combat from my chill exploration game, or is the combat still in? No, the combat's still there, but um, I would say I'm not noticing it as frequently, although I do. what was interesting, while I was streaming at one point, I landed on the planet, and the base got raided by pirates, and I was like, oh gosh, here we go. So I got up in the ship, and I was like, alright, I'm gonna go fight them, and I was, I, I just recently switched from controller to keyboard, and I was kind of like learning, like, how the heck do I navigate on keyboard? And it was taking me so long to react to what the, fi- the pirates were doing, they gave up. I got one of them down, and then they left. <laughs> they were like, oh, this guy's too slow. We're leaving. Yeah. So they may have done something there where it's a little easier to get out of it. Um, I don't know, but that surprised me. Yeah, because that's why I actually haven't gone back into No Man's Sky. It's because yeah. like, it was a nice, chill exploration game with like every once in a while you'd get into a battle in space, you know, whatever. But, but having that happen uh, frequently... Uh, and I know it's based on like the conflict level of of the system. So I think if you're in like a peaceful system, it doesn't happen. But you know, you've got to go to other systems and do other things to continue on in the story. And so you're going to have right. to get into that. And I, that's just not for me. And so yeah. I think that's where No Man's Sky kind of left me behind. So it's like, yeah, we're doing all these drops. I watched your stream, but like I'm like, oh, I missed like two days worth of drops and already, and I'm not worried. Because I'm not sure if I'm going to be playing it again. Um, There is a new expedition coming, isn't there? There is. Um, it, it's, it's the first time they've rolled out a patch and and did a Twitch Chops campaign without there being an expedition. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, they held off uh, on launching the expedition for a week. My assumption is a lot of t- especially with the last expedition, it was very buggy when it rolled yeah. out to the point where even I got frustrated. I didn't finish the last expedition because I got frustrated with it, which mm-hmm. ought to tell you something. Um, and, uh, I believe they probably did it this, this way where it's, they waited a week to iron out bugs with the patch before starting the expedition. Although the expedition will certainly have bugs of its own. It's just when you try to do a game about the entire universe, uh, (laughs) I imagine it gets spaghetti coated at some point and it starts to unravel. Yeah. 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 Especially because they've had to probably remade a lot of the systems and stuff. That's why it's a different game. So they've had to remake things. And mm-hmm. a lot of times what so you'll touch one thing and you don't realize that it's touched, like it's destroyed something else because mm-hmm. it's not part of that component. It That happens in software. That's just software development, not just game development. That happens in software a lot. So yeah. did you play any of the games that I talked about earlier? Like have you tried Live Alive or Stray or, or the new Forza 
or any Forza Horizon no, Five? None of it. Or Again, ya- because or, or Yakuza like was, a dragon. You know? yeah, no, uh, since I was sick this week, I kind of literally slept on most of the games that were out this week. I hope to catch up though. I'm very curious about Stray, although I'm a little worried about the stealth elements too, because that's my least favorite thing in a game as well. Um, but I think I'll probably end up just getting it. I think it's going to kind of convince me to finally up my PlayStation subscription and get the higher level PlayStation. Although I don't know, I, I, I have found that gaming on my PC now that I have a new PC is yeah. really enjoyable. Uh, I switched to No Man's Sky on PC. It looks probably better than it does on Series X for me. So I, I will say yeah. that, uh, well, A, I didn't up my subscription. I'm just like, I'm just going to pay the 27 bucks, and, and I bought it outright. on. But I got it on PlayStation and on PC, but that's because I am fortunate enough to have a PS5. And the way yeah. that they use the dual sense, the meows come out of the controller. The controller, oh, that's cute. The controller does purr when when oh, you put the cute. cat in, and when you put the cat in, in when it's sleeping, because you can make the cat sleep in certain areas. And if you put the controller in your lap, it purrs like it's a cat, and the purrs come out of the speaker, so the controller feels like you're, it's your cat. Uh, so. You might be convincing me a little bit. I got to get a PS5. Yeah. I got to get. I'm I'm still kind of waiting. Like Sony still hasn't really done a holiday what to expect type of event i don't know if we're getting one i don't really know what the template is anymore um my assumption is in august we ought to hear about what's happening for the holiday so my fingers are crossed maybe there's a hardware refresh Mm -hmm. although i'm not banking on it um but that's that's why i'm holding off on the ps5 is i'm like well it's been a couple years now maybe there's going to be a hardware refresh at some point so and e3vl says so it's a better experience on ps5 uh the base game is a better experience but if you get the steam version you can mod it and you can somebody already put the Jason from from Heavy Rain as the meow button. So now every time you meow, it's Jason, Jason, and and, and other people have been modding their own cats into it. So instead of being the orange tabby that you have in Stray, uh, I believe it's an orange tabby. Uh, I know it's orange. I don't know if it's a tabby. Uh, but you could put your own cat in there. Uh, yeah, and that's somebody on the in Discord TV. was. Somebody in Discord was asking when we'll have a Mr. Smush mod, and I'm like, I'm I'm not artsy enough to be able no. to do those types of mods. But if somebody did it for me, I wouldn't complain. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what else are you going to be talking about on Orange Lounge Radio tonight? Uh, well, let's start some Twitch updates because you know we had TwitchCon yeah. um, happen in Amsterdam, but then there was some other updates that came out. So we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Wii U and the 3DS eShops are going to be ending their purchasing. I think yeah. there was a template for this a while ago, but kind of a reminder that this is coming, and there are still some virtual console things you might want to pick up on Wii U and 3DS yep. um, before they're gone, and some some you know um, uh, unique software as well. Uh, and then we'll talk about uh, a little bit of the news that came out a comic-con and uh yeah we'll just try to catch up on last week as well because we weren't here last week unexpectedly all right orange lounge radio is up next thanks so much rob thank you as always bobby and happy birthday again thank you thank you 17 years is a long time i will be back in two weeks 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vlog network, unless somebody else in the family uh, gets into quarantine. Who knows? So I may still be back. I don't know. Uh, but uh, we will be back in two weeks, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vlog network. Come join us and interact with the uh, show directly for our uh, 17th year in, of podcasting, because uh, I'm not done yet. I'm, I'm still just as much of an idiot as I was in 2005, and I still have uh, probably not the exact same mic, but pretty much the same mic that I had in 2005, and any idiot with a podcast uh, any idiot with a microphone can podcast. 
so, uh, yeah, so join us then. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Bobby Blackwell for join our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. And uh, de- uh, join us and interact with the show that way as well. I will be reading comments from there, and you can suggest stories that we talk about. Maybe you're going to get that Lego Atari 2600 set before I do. Because uh, I will be getting it. I just don't know when. I don't know if that's going to be a limited time thing. Because like, you can still buy the $300 NES. You can go into a Lego store if you have one. And probably see it on the shelf. So those were not limited edition. Uh, but uh, we, uh, but you can talk about that. Or the games that you're playing. Or uh, if you want to message me spoilers about Stray. And we can talk about that ending. And we can you can figure out. See if you know exactly what I'm talking about with the ending of Stray. Uh, so if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone. The show is not for everybody. But it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. But we would not be able to make the help, uh, this all this stuff work here at the Voice of Geeks Network without the chatters that go above and beyond. You being here, you lurking or participating is all that we really ask for. But there was a hype train earlier. So uh, we want to acknowledge the people that went above and beyond here at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel. Orange Wright resubscribed. Uh, for for one month. Uh, so this is the 43rd month. Thank you so much for that. Pod Culture resubscribed with Amazon Prime. So if you have Prime Gaming, you get one free subscription a month, and it helps us just the same. Uh, and then you get access to all of our emotes and all of our uh, video backlogs. Uh, Rob Roberts cheered 100 bits. Orange Rights cheered 100 bits about the 17th year of Hogwash. Uh, and Pod Culture cheered 117 bits. SJ and Matt cheered 250 bits, and then PodCulture cheered another 83 bits. Uh, and that gave us the hype train, which was... Uh, and so PodCulture's total bit total was 200 points, or 200 bits. Thank you so much for that. Uh, the hype train completed level two, so there were two sub-gifts and 650 bits during the hype train. Thank you so much. And then Loki resubscribed. Uh, so they've uh, resubscribed for 39 months now. Twitch math is weird. They, he's been a subscriber since we moved over here. Uh, and I do also want to uh, shout out. It's good to see you, Blender. Uh, Blender said happy birthday. Thank you so much for that. It's been a while. Uh, and I, I did want to acknowledge that I saw that. And uh, so it's good to see you. And I hope you're doing well. So uh, I am going to hit the button now that says uh, I'm leaving. There it is. It's the same. It's the same music that I've been playing for like 12 years. Maybe one day I'll actually put new stuff in there and modernize it for the 2022s. But not yet. I'll see you in two weeks. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.